Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Grab yourself a drink, grab yourself a snack. Grab yourself a Discord account because I want to talk to you. I want to know what you're thinking because I am going to push you right to the edge of the cliff tonight. You are going to swallow that black pill and like it. God damn it. of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I'm your host, Boogie Bumper, hopefully with you for the next hour or so. We'll see how we go there or thereabouts. Thank you so much for joining us on another Monday night. Absolute pleasure to be speaking with you. Um, We've got lots to talk about. We've got lots to discuss. And we have many things to go over. Tonight, we're going to figure out just how does a conspiracy theory start? Where does where where is the beginning of a conspiracy theory? Is it merely the forte of trolls on the internet? Are these things just plucked out of thin air? <laughs> or could it possibly be that conspiracy theories are started and allowed to be given fuel because the official story, if there is one, leaves somewhat something to be desired? So I want to talk to you about that, obviously. Jeffrey Epstein, the big news over the weekend. Of course, uh, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And yes, if you would like to create a conspiracy theory, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. That's enough of a conspiracy theory, by the way. I see my friend uh, Tom Chatelet in the chat. Don't forget, if you want to support Tom and his endeavors to liven up the political discord not just in the United States but the world over then do follow Tom at Tom Chatelet and get in touch with American Priority Conference he's put together a tremendous list of speakers including one Donald Trump Jr which has recently been announced Jr's going to be there Jr will be there at the American Priority Conference also uh, golf day poker tournaments Sarah Sanders will be speaking Dinesh D'Souza so if you are in uh, Miami, I think it is, at Trump Doraldo in October between the 12th and the 14th, then follow Tom, check out his info, and get yourself there. If I was in Miami, I probably would go there. I probably would. But then again, uh, there are lots of beaches and cocktails and bikinis in Miami, so I might not make it. <laughs> I, I, might, I might get to Miami and then suddenly get distracted by the senoritas. But... Putting that to one side, yes, we are going to discuss Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, uh, I see Gary Vance is already in the waiting room. So if you want to get on the show, tell me what you think. Tell me how you think this plays out. Like I said, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. And um, I have to be because, I don't know, I, I just see a lot of conversation about politics and these kinds of things now. And I just see... I don't know. I don't know if it's dishonesty or if people genuinely believe things, but uh, yeah, I just I can't lie to you like that. 
so for me this whole epstein saga represents exactly you know what this is this shows me how nihilism becomes a thing the the whole epstein saga shows me how people lose all hope and lose all interest i tweeted out earlier today justice appears to be something that people dangle in front of the peasants in order to keep them frightened and in line so they never demand justice of those who dangle it in front of them if you follow me and there's so many questions regarding the epstein thing and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna put put a little fire under the ass of the q people for a moment if i may and uh please by all means you're quite welcome to hit that x in the chat if this makes you uncomfortable but is jeffrey epstein getting you know erased off the earth part of the plan because there's a couple of problems with that so the first problem with that would be that uh for the last three years or so we've been told by many people that Jeffrey Epstein is at the center of this global conspiracy and sex trafficking and he's the key to everything, right? So you might say, well, you know, trust the plan. It's like, okay, so does the plan include the number one guy in this conspiracy being whacked in prison? And you might say, well, there's no evidence that he's dead yet. You know, he could have just been whisked away in the middle of the night, which then says to me, well, okay, so does the plan include then uh, Donald Trump faking the death does the plan include the american government faking the death of people (laughs) and whisking them away in the middle of the night because that's frightening on a whole nother level wouldn't you say and then you might say well perhaps jeffrey epstein was allowed to commit suicide by the people in power to which i would say okay well that's fine to believe too but then you must also then believe that uh the people in power the people who are apparently in control of the plan do not agree with following the law because that would be very much against it. Which brings up a whole nother range of issues. Then you might say, well, Jeffrey Epstein being killed isn't part of the plan at all. <clears throat> to which I would say, well, then for the last couple of years, you've been told that the Patriots are in control. And if they can't control one jail cell with one guy, then how in control could they possibly be? So you see why uh, certain pronouncements then lead me to ask certain questions, but we will get into that. We'll get into all the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. But first, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to show you this. This is hot news. This is hot goss off the press. Before before we get rocking and rolling in the Jeffrey Epstein thing, before I annoy at least 50% of the audience, on this occasion um i'll get to the other 50 percent in a future episode trust me (laughs) who's seen this cnn anchor chris cuomo threatening trump support apparently a trump support i don't know if he's a trump supporter or not or just an upstart individual (laughs) so chris cuomo might need to do some explaining on his show tomorrow he wanted to get after it at this little soiree under this tent wherever he is um a gentleman went up to him and called him fredo You'll remember from the Godfather movies, Fredo, the squirrely, uh, deceptive, backstabbing brother who everybody hates. <laughs> and this is what followed after Chris Cuomo was called Fredo. Oh, hang on. Let me get the sound right. I'll fucking ruin your shit. I'll fucking ruin your shit. I'll fucking ruin your shit. 
thought that's who you were. No, punk-ass bitches from the right call me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Fredo is from The Godfather. He was that weak brother. I knew it was you, Fredo. Do you know what? This actually makes me like, because a lot of people are going off on Chris Cuomo now. Because they're like, oh, the hypocrisy, you know, violent, blah, 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 threatening people. You're not supposed to act like that. This actually makes me like Chris Cuomo more. I don't know about you. Am I alone in that? And you know what? I really do like when stereotypes come to life because he is he is acting like a New York Italian right now. Like, hey, what, you fucking call me? You fucking punk, huh? I'll fucking wreck you, huh? You fucking call me Fredo, motherfucker? I throw you down the fucking stairs, punk. I'll snap your head like a little punk bitch, huh? <laughs> I was like, Chris, where have you been all my life? If only he hosted his TV show in this fashion, then I think he would be far more popular. Yeah, so so at the news today, at the White House, the, uh, the president was up there and he was acting like a punk bitch. And so... Our reporters down there in the press pool gave him a motherfucking smackdown. They said they're going to snap your head, you big motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck did you call me, you punk bitch, huh? <laughs> okay, let's get after it. Let's get after it with Chris Cuomo. I'm a fucking Italian, all right? <laughs> all right, his show would be number one. The ratings would go through the roof if Chris was just a little, just be a little more yourself, Chris. You don't put on the act. Hi, I'm Chris Cuomo. Let's get after it. Nobody wants to see that. They want to see the fucking Bronx Italian guy, all right? This fucking punk bitch. <laughs> and they use it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Are you Italian? If you're not Italian, you're not allowed to say Fredo, apparently. It's a fucking insult to your people. It's a fucking insult, all right? It's an insult to your fucking people. It's like the N-word for us. Is that, is that a cool fucking thing? It's like the N-word to us. I'm not sure if it really is like the N-word, though, Chris, to be fair. Um, <laughs> and here's the other thing, too. This guy, I love the guy with the glasses who said it because he obviously wants to get punched in the face by Chris Cuomo. This would be like a badge of honour. Next thing you know, he would be on Tucker Carlson's show. He would be on Sean Hannity. He would be doing all of the conservative media rounds. Meet the guy who got punched in the face by Chris Cuomo. He'd become insta-famous. He'd be an Easter lib. He'd start his own podcast. You know, approaching Fredo, confronting Fredo with this guy. He would instantaneously become an overnight sensation if Chris Cuomo had have laid one on his chin. But you wouldn't expect that reaction from Chris, Chris Cuomo if you saw him in the streets, would you? If you called him Fredo, you would expect that he would do nothing. So that's the other reason why I kind of like this from Cuomo. Cuomo went straight up to him. What the fuck did you call me? You can see at first the guy's like, oh shit, really? He's going to get angry? I didn't know this was possible. I didn't think he would get angry here. You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you see. <laughs> this guy's such a fucking smart ass. Listen to this. You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. He's just straight-faced. <laughs> you know, after he's getting threatened by Chris Cuomo, he's getting called a punk bitch. You know, Chris, you're a much more reasonable guy in person than you are on television. <laughs> He's just push, pushing, 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 pushing. Well, fucking play. If you've got something you want to say about what I do on television, then say it. But I'm going to fall me. Hey, man. Hey, listen. What? I don't want any problems. Yeah, you're going to have a big fucking problem. What's the problem? It's a little different. Such, it's so Italian, isn't it? 
Hey, man, look, man, I don't want any problems. Yeah, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a big fucking problem, all right? <laughs> it's like every... It's like every thug Italian in every shitty gangster movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, you, there's a problem. You're going to have a big problem, all right? All right? You fucking punk bitch, huh? <laughs> Don't fucking insult me like that. I, I didn't insult you. You call me Fredo. It's like I call you punk bitch. You like that? You want that to be your nickname? I didn't call you that. I you called me Fredo. You know my name's not fucking Fredo. I your name was. You did not think my name Don't you know who I am? You know my name's not fucking Fredo. It was fucking Fredo. Don't be a liar. You want to be a man? Stand up like a man. I'm standing up, man. You want to be a man up here? Then fucking own it. Then own what you said. Then own what you said. Listen, man. I have a problem with you, man. You're going to have a fucking problem. What? What are you going to do? Yeah, you're going to have a fucking problem, right? See, where where is that fucking New York Italian accent on television? I want to see it. Yo, President Trump today made a little speech and he's got a big fucking problem, right? Yeah, he's a fucking punk bitch. You don't like that, do you, huh, Trump? Trump, huh? Yeah, President Trump today's got a big fucking problem on the border, all right? Saying things, you gotta own it, man. You gonna say that shit, you gotta step up, be a man, own it. You punk motherfucker. <laughs> okay, let's get after it with Chris fucking Cuomo, all right? I'll fucking ruin your shit. I'll fucking throw you down these stairs like a. I'll fucking ruin your shit. I'll throw you down these stairs like a punk bitch. I'll fucking ruin your shit. I'll fucking throw you down these stairs like a fucking punk. Please do. You don't want to sue? You don't want to sue? So you can fucking sue? Well, why don't you do it? Go take a swing. Call me Fredo. Take a fucking swing. Take a take a fucking swing. Ah, forget about it. In the chat, all all of the Italian Italianisms are coming out now. Ah, forget about it. Well, go on then, take a fucking swing, huh? You know, if you got a pre- if you got a problem with the president, you could take a fucking swing. All right, he's a punk bitch. Um, for those of you who don't know who Fredo is, this is Fredo. There's a plane waiting for us to take us to Miami in an hour. Chris, you broke our hearts today. You broke our hearts. I thought you were the reasonable, rational one on CNN. I know it was you, Fredo. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart, Chris. You broke my heart. You broke my heart, Chris. Chris, you broke all of our hearts today. You broke all of our hearts. You know, I'm watching this footage, and I kind of I respect Chris Cuomo more for standing up for himself and and making the stereotype come to life. You fucking punk bitch. I, I fucking, I'll ruin you, motherfucker. <clears throat> but it is missing something. It's definitely missing something for the atmosphere. We know Chris works in television, so it wouldn't be complete without this. Fredo, I haven't heard from you for years. 
and you come here and insult me by calling me Fredo, asking me a favor, call me a punk bitch. It's just like the N word, Chris. That's an insult to my people. Never go against CNN, Chris. Never go against the internet. I'll throw you down these stairs like a fucking punk bitch, all right? Take a fucking swing on the day of my daughter's wedding. I'll fucking wreck your shit. There he is. Well done. Chris Cuomo, ladies and gentlemen. Bringing stereotypes to life. Oh, he's the best. Thank you so much, Chris Cuomo. We made him, we made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the internet then picked up on this. For some, for some reason... Uh, people on the internet got wind that Chris Cuomo doesn't like being called Fredo very much. So, uh, as you can imagine, today is the day that Chris Cuomo learned what the internet is because <laughs> every single response, and I need to thank Poppy Lane for drawing my attention to this thread. <laughs> Just finished my dinner. Dinner, fettuccine, Alfredo. I know it was you, Fredo. Lots of Fredo references. I'll wreck your shit. I'll wreck your shit. People not taking Chris Cuomo very seriously, unfortunately, because that's what happens. Uh, nobody takes Fredo seriously, and that's why he gets so upset. I think that's why he betrays the family, because he's upset that nobody takes him seriously as a smart man, as a dangerous man. Hey, Fredo. <laughs> hey, Fredo, please tell me more about loyalty. Fredo, lay off the coke. It's all Fredo all the time. So welcome to the internet, Chris Cuomo. He's out to embrace this meme. It would increase his popularity. Absolutely. But I ask you, Tom, is is Chris capable of embracing the meme? I think he is. I think the next show that Chris Cuomo does, he should open it with this video and with clips of Fredo and have a bit of a laugh about it and say, look, you know what? Um, it was a shitty day. It was a long day. We were taping a lot and I was already in a shitty mood and somebody hit me with that. But you know what? If people want to call me Fredo, then whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I won't ever go against the family or do something like that. Next thing you know, bang, he'll be back on Easy Street. But is he capable of doing it? I'm not so sure. We'll have to wait and see. Somebody needs to take him fishing. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I'll fucking wreck your shit. All right? Don't call me Fredo. Don't go against the family. Okay. Let's get to our main topic here. Jeffrey Epstein, ladies and gentlemen, remember, I do want to take your calls. Gary, I see you in the waiting room. I will get to you as soon. I'll just run a couple of these articles through so we can build up a little bit of a baseline here. Thank you so much for joining us. You are on the Daily Boogie podcast. Jeffrey Epstein, ladies and gentlemen, courtesy of BBC News, how conspiracy theories spread after financier's death. Just hours after the high-profile financier Jeffrey Epstein was found dead on Saturday. Unsubstantiated theories about his death began to, to gain traction online. <laughs> you know, my favourite uns unsubstantiated theory about the death of Jeffrey Epstein is the one that he committed suicide in prison whilst on suicide watch. Because <laughs> at, at this stage, that is also an un unsubstantiated theory, right? 
I mean, we can't even get the coroner's report. So every every theory at this stage is unsubstantiated. And actually, before we go too far down the rabbit hole here, this is this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about, like in terms of just giving up. Because just say we get a, a, a report, a theory, an official looking document with some big government stamp on the top of it. Here's the official Jeffrey Epstein story. Here's why he died. Here's how he died. Here's all, all of the uh, I's dotted and the T's crossed. We are now in a state, a collective state of madness where it really doesn't matter anymore because they could bring out an official story. There's going to be millions of people who just don't believe it offhand without even reading it. And some might say that that, that cynicism is justified and I might have some sympathy with that view. Whatever the story is about anything these days, you can almost be assured that maybe half of the population won't believe a single word of it. We are in a state of information apocalypse where we are just bombarded constantly with information both false and true, manipulated and accurate. And it's all swirling around us at all times. And it makes the discernment and the, you know, the dissection of actual real information nigh on impossible. So whatever the story is, there's going to be millions of people who disbelieve it. And whatever conspiracy theory comes out, there will be millions of people who do believe it. And this is going to be one of those things that will go on for the rest of our lives and there's always going to be people who don't, don't believe it and there's always going to be arguments about it unfortunately. So basically because of that, we will never know. It's going to be one of those things. We will never know. And again, I would put it back to people who want to talk about things like, oh, the truth is going to be exposed and dark to light and stuff. I just want you to, you know, rest easy in the knowledge, knowing that for the rest of your life, this death of Jeffrey Epstein is never going to be agreed upon ever. In fact, pretty much everything that you believe or don't believe is going to be contested forever for the rest of your life because of the state of society today. Society is broken. Trust in the authorities is broken. Trust between people is almost at breaking point. People don't believe anything or they believe anything. And I'm one of those people that says when trust is broken like that, it's very difficult to get it back, if, if not impossible. So just remember that. If you're, if you're anticipating some big, uh, you know, truth, some big light shining truth moment where everybody will know the truth and everybody's going to agree, and the whole point is to get everybody to a point where they all uh, agree on what the truth is, then guess again because it's never going to happen. You can have a situation happen right in front of your eyes. I mean, do you remember the thing with Jim Acosta? Do you remember the thing with Jim Acosta where he grabbed the arm of the White House aide who was trying to take the microphone away? Even watching the clip in real time, people were saying, didn't happen. Didn't happen. It's a conspiracy theory. They're making it up. And people believed them. 
There was a clip not long ago of Donald Trump saying, I do not consider myself to be a first responder at 9-11. And people were going around saying, well, of course he would say he's a first responder because he's a liar. And people are saying, just watch the 10-second clip. Just watch the clip. It's right there. And they're watching it and say, yeah, he's, he said he's a first responder. He's alluding to the fact. That, so, <laughs> again, if you think that there's going to be some big truth moment where everybody's going to get arm in arm and go, oh, now we understand all of the reality. Please. What on earth is it about human beings that makes you believe that? Has there ever been a time in human history ever where everybody has agreed on something ever? You find me one one instance of that and you find me an instance of that now because it's actually getting worse. It's getting harder to get everybody to agree. And then maybe I'll agree with you. <clears throat> the problem isn't getting truth to people, ladies and gentlemen. The problem is getting people to see it and getting people to agree on it. And people never will. And if you can have like this, like I said, this guy, this such a high profile guy who can be openly disappeared right before our faces, right under our noses. And then it can just be like, hey, just go back to work, guy. Just go back to work. <laughs> then why the hell do you think that anybody in any position of power treats you with any respect at all? Whether it's part of a plan or whether it's not part of a plan, whether it's all part of a big scheme or whether it's not, what we do know is that whoever is in control and whoever is in power thinks that you are a dumb piece of shit who will just take whatever's given to you. And maybe present company excluded, for the large part, for the large sections of the populations of the Western world, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. But we'll have to wait and see. I love this. Go down here. Further rumours centred on how a man who was found semi-conscious with, with injuries to his neck just weeks earlier was able to take his own life. Initial reports said Epstein was placed on suicide watch after that incident in July, which led many people to ask how he could have died while being so closely monitored. <laughs> this is all conspiracy theory, ladies and gentlemen. Wild speculation focused on why this suicide watch decision was made rather than how he was able to take his own life. Listen to this. Perhaps the most far-fetched conspiracy theories were pegged to the hashtags Clinton body count and Trump body count, which both trended on Twitter over the weekend. The first was primarily used by conservatives to suggest the former first couple, Bill and Hillary, were linked to Epstein's death. The latter, perhaps predictably, was used by liberals who speculated that Mr. Trump was somehow involved. Neither side had any evidence to work with. The baseless theory of Clinton's involvement harks back to a long-running conspiracy that originated in the 1990s and claims the couple secretly kill their enemies. This is Look at this part. They even put it in bold. This was roundly and methodically debunked at the time by fact-checking website Snopes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the authoritative resource that is the BBC is literally citing Snopes as evidence that a conspiracy theory has been debunked. Yes, I 
I'm an Oxford-educated graduate, and I work for the BBC. I take my role in disseminating truth and bringing it to the people very seriously. I am against fake news in all of its forms. Therefore, I have looked into this so-called Clinton body count conspiracy. I have checked Snopes, and my research is complete. <laughs> I've checked Snopes. Done. Hand that in. Get that shit to print. Good job, Johnson. Good job on that Clinton conspiracy theory. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I checked Snopes. What else What else do I need to do? What else could I possibly have to look at? There is no evidence whatsoever to suggest an outside person ordered Epstein's death, and certainly no evidence whatsoever that Bill Clinton was involved. And who are we citing on this occasion? Not Snopes, ladies and gentlemen. We go a step up. Dylan Matthews wrote in Vox this week. Vox. Vox and Snopes are the sources for the BBC. BBC News, ladies and gentlemen. Snopes and Vox. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Snopes, yep, it's settled. OC Mike gets it right. Snopes, well, they said it in Snopes, so it must be, it's all over, right? Irregularities. (laughs) I just can't. I can't do it anymore. I'm I'm seriously on the verge of quitting this, of quitting doing this. Like I'm I'm ready to quit the whole fucking show. I'm ready to quit the whole shebang. I'm just I'm just done. What's the point? What's the point anymore? You can have a guy. This is a this is apparently like the big. This is the big key to it all. Goes into prison and everybody's like, oh okay, now we're finally gonna see something. Yeah, so uh, the suspect, the suspect, we need Chris Cuomo on this case. So the suspect was on, uh, he was on suicide watch, and uh, it was just one of those things. After an investigation, we discovered that the cameras that were watching uh, the alleged perpetrator. Good. Good. Welcome to the dark side. The cameras that were watching the alleged perpetrator's uh, were uh, turned off for some unknown reason. We don't know why. And uh, even though he was not supposed to be able to commit suicide, he managed to kill himself. And there was no other uh, story that could possibly be true. And everything else is a conspiracy theory. And I checked Snopes. So I know that it wasn't, nobody could have ordered his uh, death because I read Vox the day before. <laughs> So everybody, everybody just needs to go back to work and start paying your taxes again. And, you know, it looks like, hey, sorry, guys, it's all over. We did everything we could, all right? The, the best part for me was people coming out and celebrating that, hey, don't panic. William Barr said there's going to be an investigation. Oh, oh, <laughs> an investigation. Oh, <laughs> you don't say. You don't say. Hey, everybody, I know the whole situation surrounding uh, Jeffrey Epstein is a little curious and a little suspect, but don't worry. William Barr is going to investigate. Then we'll find out the truth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Another investigation. Just, Just what the public needs now. It's time for an, I demand an investigation, you know, because you always find the truth at the end of an investigation, don't you? 
investigations always unearth the reality of something that takes place in a prison. Right? 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 I mean, when we're investigating people getting whacked in prison and, you know, gang ties and stuff, why, if there's an investigation, then we will all find out what really happened. Yay. (laughs) There'll be no more mystery. There'll be no more confusion. There'll be no more conspiracy theory. An investigation will take place and then an official story will be released with a big government stamp on it. Official investigation complete. Because you know, uh, after every investigation, after, you know, the death of a high-profile target, why, you can always trust the government apparatus to tell you the truth, ladies and gentlemen, can't you? I mean, of course, of course JFK was shot by the guy in the window at the book depository. (laughs) There's no confusion about these things. Of course that's what took place. Yes. An investigation, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe, yeah, well, may, maybe this time it'll be different. Maybe this time. This time, the investigation is really going to tell the truth. Okay. And then you can say, well, I'll believe it when I see it. But as I just pointed out, no, you won't. Lots of people won't believe it when they see it. Many people don't believe anything when they see it. Even if it's on camera, even if it happens right in front of them, they won't believe it when they see it. So don't tell me I'll believe it when I see it because that's not going to work either. <laughs> Anyway, like I said, I'm just about done. <laughs> Information about the suicide of Jeffrey Epstein. ABC News reporting that Epstein was taken off suicide watch at the urging of his attorneys. Uh, this comes as Attorney General William Barr. Yeah, because it's attorney client. You know, because I'm Jeffrey Epstein's attorney and I just felt like uh, it was unfair to have him on suicide watch. He couldn't have those nice satin pillows and bed sheets like he was promised. You know, it was part of his plea deal that he should have those nice cotton bedsheets as opposed to the ones that cannot be cut up and used to hang oneself with. So, you know, because we want our client to be comfortable and I'm really concerned for my client's safety, which is why you should stop uh, monitoring him to make sure that he can't kill himself. (laughs) Calls Epstein's death appalling and says an investigation has already uncovered serious irregularities at the prison. Political reporter Dave Evans is in the newsroom with the very latest. Well, Shade, investigators from the FBI are now looking into several things. Why was Epstein not on suicide watch? Why was he not checked apparently for several hours Saturday morning? Ladies and gentlemen, the FBI is on the case. I mean, if you couldn't have your fears belayed anymore, if you couldn't have your anxieties and your suspicions and your skepticism, you know, uh, tended to any more... Uh, beautifully than knowing that the FBI is on the case, well then rest assured. Rest assured. The good men and women at the FBI, ladies and gentlemen, they'll get to the bottom of it. They will get to the bottom of it. (laughs) Everything that the FBI does is honest and truthful and above board. They would never, never, ever, ever uh, withhold information during an investigation or overlook certain things during an investigation for some unknown reason to the public. They would never do this. And here's another thing, like my own personal opinion. Because of the information blitzkrieg age that we live in, like I put this out on Twitter earlier too, who even remembers what the big scandal and outrage, source of outrage was last year? Who even remembers? What about last month? Who remembers the big scandal and outrage last month? Anybody? Who, what about last week? Last week? 
anybody remember what we were all convinced was going to be the big story last week? Right? So I suspect this, like basically everything else in our vapid, vacuous uh, information whore-like society is just going to pass within a few days. Do you think the anger is going to be maintained from this? Do you think even most people care? Oh, this will be it. This will be the end. This is the end of the deep state. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get away with this. They can't keep getting away with this. You watch. They will. Now I know you guys aren't going to forget this stuff because you're politically engaged. But just just ask your friends who are who are not so politically engaged. Try wait a week and then ask them what they think about Jeffrey Epstein and then count how many people say who? Who? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, the, the guy who killed himself in jail, right? Yeah, what was he, like a pedophile or something? Yeah, I don't know. That'll be the majority, I'm guessing. The majority of people. And as time goes on, day after day, week after week, less and less people will remember. Less and less people will care. And there'll be some new scandal. That's the other thing. There'll be some new scandal this time next week to grab you by the nose and lead you down another rabbit hole. And then that will be the big outrage thing. Does anybody think it's a coincidence that Donald Trump came out today and made that announcement about immigration? Just asking, just curious. I mean, because many people would argue right now that it's... Well, many people are arguing right now that it's a bad look for the Trump administration and the DOJ that Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in his prison cell, right? You know that, right? It's not just all Clinton stuff. So a lot of people are saying, well, this reflects really poorly on the Trump administration and the DOJ that such a high-profile person was allowed to kill himself in prison. Yeah, you know what? Okay, I'm going to take more money off the illegal immigrants that shouldn't be here in the first place. (laughs) Right? Big announcement. And then next thing you know, you look on Twitter and the surrogates are now talking about the immigration thing again. Retweeting. Oh, look, he's fixing the immigration problem, guys. Look over here. Look over here. Look at this. Look at this new thing here. Look at this new news cycle that we're creating. Anyone think it's a coincidence? Why today? Why Monday? Just asking. Just curious. Have you not considered it? Are we not allowed to ask these questions? And it could be the case that, you know, the Donald Trump immigration thing could end up being another one of these things where they make a big announcement and come up with a big policy. And then we wait a few days and people spend the next few days saying what a great idea it is. Oh, he's finally doing something about the illegal immigration. I trusted that he would always do something about the illegal immigration problem. And in a few days, some court, some obscure court, some obscure judge will say, well, actually, actually, Mr. President, uh, we, we can't let you do that. That's not legal. And they'll say, well, you know, there's always been a problem with that court, but don't worry, we're going to fight to get it through. And then in a week or two, he'll turn around and say, well, okay, well, we're going to have to go back to the drawing board on that. We're going to try and look for a solution. But the thing that everybody needs to know is the Democrats are not interested in fixing the illegal immigration problem. And then we'll be back to square one again. Maybe. I mean, don't sit there and tell me that it hasn't happened before. <laughs> it's happened before. It's happened before many times. So all I'm saying is uh, if it does happen again, Try to look surprised. 
Okay. Also, did he somehow manipulate guards into looking the other way? Apparently, there are no cameras focused on Epstein's cell, even though this happened in one of the most secure areas of the federal holding facility. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein... <laughs> it was one of the most secure areas. One of the most secure areas of the prison with one of the most high-profile targets, ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot to play this. We should probably play this. Uh, in honor of Chris Cuomo, if you want to look like a tough guy, Chris, I know you're a big fan of Vladimir Putin because you talk about him constantly on your show. If you do want to look like a genuine tough guy, this is how you do it, courtesy of Russia. <laughs> Got to get that shirt off, Chris. Look at this fish. I'll fucking wreck this fish, all right? Please. Yeah, I'll, you'll pat, just patent, just here, patting my leopard, all right? Like it ain't a thing. Patting my tiger. <laughs> Can Chris play the piano? Oh, he's got all the talents, doesn't he? Back to our conspiracy theory. This hour, new and troubling revelations surrounding the apparent suicide of accused sex trafficker and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. CNN has now learned that the 66-year-old was supposed to be checked on by guards every 30 minutes since he was taken off suicide watch late July. And that did not happen uh, on the night. Just to Don't worry, guys. We're going to have an investigation, okay? There's going to be a big investigation We'll get to the bottom of all this, trust me. Trust me. The FBI is on the case. The FBI and the Department of Justice are on the case, and we are dedicated to bringing truth to the American people. Uh, by the way, new immigration bill, look over here. We're taking all the money off the illegal immigrants. Yeah! So, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein thing. What? Jeff, who? Who? Tell me more about this immigration. <laughs> Tell me more about this immigration policy. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a caller on the line. Our first caller tonight, if you're there, Mr. Vance, can you hear me? Hear me? I can hear you. And it's working. How about that? Damn. Damn, huh? <laughs> I can hear you, Gary. I can hear you. Okay, good. What's doing? All right. Thanks for yeah. joining us. Thanks for joining us. Good to talk to you yeah. finally. What I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill your... Uh show uh oh really did i did i talk about Jeffrey Epstein too much oh dear ladies and gentlemen no, no. Seems talking about some, the volume somebody's gonna kill my show now oh dear don't worry you can hear me now? i can hear you don't worry if if my show is killed don't worry i've been i've been assured that there will be an investigation a thorough investigation to get to the bottom of it ah. so the truth will be the truth will no, get out I, there i just I just cut the sound on the show so it wouldn't echo back on me. That's all right. Gary, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is, this is a, you, you went through quite a few subjects here, you know. I did. Um, Were you taking notes? Pretty, no, I, I, you know, I, I tried to use my memory, but it isn't that good anymore. You know, I, I, I'm going to go back to, uh, to uh, Fredo, you know. Okay. The, the, just quickly, the uh, 
you know, there's a Fredo in every family, you know what I mean? And the pr- problem is, is he seems so defensive. He, he, it sounded like he knows he, he is that, that one in the family that, uh, that well, they pick on, you know? Well, it could be, you know, when, uh, uh, Oma and, uh, grandpa come over from the old country from Sicily and they're meeting the family and they would say, you know, uh, what's Chris's brother's name? The governor? What's his name? The Cuomo? Who runs New York? I forget. Someone will remind us in the chat. Are you there? Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, what's what's the governor of I'm New here. York's name? Yeah, yeah. What's the governor of New York's name? I forget now. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, no, it's not Mario. <laughs> It's not Mario Cuomo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's what is his name? Somebody in the chat remind us the name of the governor of New York. Andrew, thank you, Andrew Cuomo. So you can imagine if Grandpa and Grandpa uh, come over from the old country, Gary, couldn't you? That they would meet the Cuomo boys and say, "Oh, and and what do you do? You know, and I oh, I'm the governor of New York. Oh, very good." And and Christopher, what do you do? And it's like, well, I, I'm on CNN. Oh, really? So, Andrew, tell us about what it's like to be governor. <laughs> and Chris would just kind of have to, you know, cry into his beer. So maybe he is the Fredo of the family. You could be onto something there. I, I, I thought it was... Uh, can you hear me? I can. I thought, you know, I started laughing when he was like, Pounding on his chest, talking in the guy's face, and he says, "You know who I am. You know oh, who yeah. I am." Come on now, you yeah. know who I am. You know who I am, huh? You know I ain't fucking I'm Fredo. On, I'm on TV. <laughs> I'm yeah. on CNN. I'm an anchor on Don't CNN. Don't mess with me. <laughs> he, he assumes. Don't get up in my face. <laughs> that was Don't his get first up in problem. My face. I'm on CNN. <laughs> His first problem was assuming a lot of people watch his show on CNN. I'd, I'd, I'd wager there's plenty of people out there who don't know who Chris Cuomo is. You know who I am. Do I? Really? <laughs> who the hell is this man? Oh, yeah. Who is this angry Italian? You know, I, I thought he was somebody's cousin from New York or something until I watched CNN one day, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, and I really never watched his show. I, I, I see more about Cuomo on... Uh, replays on uh shows like yours and the gang you know you might say mm-hmm. are you guys all right uh, by the way it seems like uh, there's a lot of arrows going both ways but <clears throat> oh, over, i'm uh, fine i don't i don't care about that stuff i i genuinely don't no, care about, i know yeah the little goings That's on what i enjoy i enjoy i enjoy your show because uh uh in a say, in a way, you don't really have a dog in a hunt. You just you just analyze it from the outside looking in. Uh, it does affect you. I mean, no two ways about it. It affects uh, Australia. It affects the whole Western world. But it, okay. uh, your your perspective is different, and you you don't get you're uh, you're not as personally invested in making a judgment. No, you know. No, but that means you know I do I do run the risk of you know upsetting a whole lot a whole lot of people who, you know either one way or the or the other passionately believe in a certain thing. So when I you know start tearing that thing to shreds, tearing that belief to shreds, then all of a sudden I'm an asshole, right? 
but that's that's something I happily take on board. So <laughs> you call like you? I just heard you reference it. Uh, I, had, I hadn't I hadn't even heard of the term blackpilled. Yes. Uh, if you're not, it's almost like you have to be blackpilled before you can even find a uh, something to really believe in. It's almost like a, a cleansing. You, you have you have to first of all you have to say I believe nothing, and then you have to go and search for those things that you can actually attach yourself to and say, yeah, I buy that. You know, I can well, buy that. Well, you know, I mean, what's uh, what's the, what's the hope at this point? Like I said, if Jeffrey Epstein is the key that unlocks all of the things that we've been hearing about for the last three years, oh, don't worry. Yeah, oh, don't worry. Remember how many times have you heard, oh, don't worry, the Patriots are in control? Well, I, I, again, I would put it to people, well, if, if the Patriots, the so-called Patriots are in control, how could it be that they couldn't control a prison cell? <laughs> like, please. Well, that doesn't sound like they're in much control to me. Sounds like the illusion of control, perhaps, which is maybe the only control that there really is. Perhaps. Well, I know I know what you're referring to, and the there's so far zero evidence that they're in control of anything. Mm. I mean, there's a Does whole bunch sense? of people. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people still out there signing book deals, and I mean, Andrew McCabe yesterday launched his own uh, lawsuit against the DOJ for wrongful dismissal. So, yeah. hey, it doesn't, you know what I mean? I mean, I mean <laughs> they're still out there doing stuff. They're still out there doing stuff. You know, and then the, the Epstein thing, and it's like we've all seen the movie, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Yep. So, I don't know. Well, we're going to keep know? covering. I've got some more clips to go over and some of the more, more of the corporate news um, manipulating and massaging and, you know, diverting and I'm whatnot. I'm pissed off your whole uh, if you don't piss off all your people, I probably will. If you let me keep talking, so uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I, 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 uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I was a salesman. I sold things. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was really hard to sell me anything. Right. You know, I, I pick so up you- on all the stuff, and I, the, the guys that know the guy that knows the guy that knows the guy. Yeah. And he says for sure, Wednesday. So and you're, then, uh, you're, not, in, you're not interested then. You're not interested then in a boogie bumper coffee mug. I'll have to put that on the back burner. Then a boogie bumper what? Coffee mug, a coffee mug. So I'll have to put that that on the back burner because this is really just all a grand scheme to sell coffee mugs. At the end of the day, I was going to wait till about September, uh, November, to release a line of coffee see, mugs. That's not... But <laughs> see what I. The reason I watch you is because. You know, and you know very well that you that you go you do deeper dives into the psychology of things than you do into the conspiracy of the things. Sure, you know it. It, it just feels that way to me, anyway. You you look at it from a different perspective. You have a different perspective. Well, I appreciate that. You're you're interested in uh, human behavioral science, right? Yeah, sure. Behavioral economics and whatnot. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and I, I always had a, a real interest in human behavioral science too. People think uh, most people think I got twelve hundred followers. Uh, uh, a thousand of them are, are hookers, and and a hundred of them are insurance salesmen. 
but <laughs> and you know it's it's kind of funny. So I just have these few people that I interact with, and and you're you're one of them. You know that. Yep. So, and there's there's a reason for that, and it's not because I'm just some lonely schmo that uh, build an audience or couldn't do this or do that. You know, it's just that I'm not willing to say the shit that that's required. You know, and go through uh, getting booted. I already got booted off of uh, Twitter three times. Well, when I had like. 200 followers, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, I get, I just don't hold back. That's, that's why I have to, uh, well, of course, you're you probably, know, you're probably a very offensive racist. You're probably a very offensive bigot. Of course. Like this would be the only reason that you would be possibly kicked uh, yeah. off Twitter because, you well, know, Twitter's you know, very even handed, very fair. Also is I had my business, uh, I was in business, uh, years ago and, uh, we started it when Jimmy Carter was president. Jesus Christ! And uh, then we came into the Re- we came into the Reagan years, and it was like uh, honestly, it was like striking gold, like digging, like you're digging in a mountainside for years, and all of a sudden you hit that vein of gold, you know. And all it was sure. was freedom. Sure. All it was was uh, a reduction in interest rates. All it was was people had money to buy shit. Yep. You know, and uh, and you know we could we could afford to. Uh, more money and pay our people more money and uh you know just do do have a better business model and stuff like that so yeah, reagan uh reagan was was cool and he was a union buster and i won't tell you my union stories on air because i would be confessing to uh things that could get me arrested <laughs> well maybe another time then. but yeah if you loosen the shackles economically you'd be surprised how many um problems tend to go by the wayside in society especially the way people interact with each other uh you know even crime goes down people are happier people, people are more willing to accept um you know the uh, people have more trust in their government when they're happier and more prosperous which is a general rule of thumb it's when things aren't yeah. going so well that people, people are, tend to go on the back burner people are in shock right now just like they were then and the the oh, shock is beyond that, shock. you know um uh, I think we're I was saying, I think you know, I, 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 I feel like I sound like every everybody else that has a me, me, me show, you know. But the, the the thing is, is that you know, I've been I've been saying for many all through the Obama years and everything like that. You know, if we get rid of the concept that socialism is coming, mm. and if we just turn the ship around to and aim it toward back towards capitalism and free markets. Oh, people know, can feel it coming. Money sure. will boil out of the ground. Sure. Packets bags will fly home and everything like that, and it will be trillions and trillions. And people just thought it was nuts, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say I, I said it. Yeah, I did. I just said I said it. But, you know, everybody knew that kind of. But I don't think anybody was prepared for the degree that that it did happen, you know what I mean. So I think sure. people are in shock. You could be right. There, and especially the left is in shock because they're they they really don't have anything to come back at us with uh, on on uh, on it, it except for you. You see the radical stuff that they're coming up with. That's uh, well, that's and, crazy stuff. And yeah, and we'll have to. We'll have to. I don't care. I don't. Sure. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what kind of effect Epstein, that has. Epstein, I, 
Go ahead. Uh, I think Epstein killed himself to, you know, honestly, uh, to kick the train off the track again. It's they do this in in a sequence of timing and stuff. You know, the uh, something wasn't working for everybody and everything, so they said, okay, now is the time to do it because uh, we still have enough moles in where we can kick some stuff under the rugs and everything. So, and then we can divert attention from this and from that. Okay. And, uh, and, and a lot of people can go quiet. They should go quiet, you know, and all that. And, and, uh, so there's, you know, you know, uh, I'm just going to go with the guy hung himself. That's, okay. that's the deal. You know, well, that's where I, I'm at I, right now. He hung himself and until somebody tells me, until, until somebody tells me different, uh, the guy hung himself because he knew, he knew his life would be shit and he, yep. and, and he'd, you know, he'd have to, uh, be, uh, if you wanted even good food, he'd have to rat out people, and then the pe- the people in prison would probably kill him anyway. So right, yeah, you know, they don't like pedophiles in prison. Just, that well, much we know. They don't. They're not big fans of pedophiles no. in prison. Gary, I want to I want to thank you for uh, sharing uh, your thoughts and calling in. Thanks for calling in. I have uh, other callers on the line. So um, about that. I, sorry, it took so much time. No, no, but, no. Uh, that's, fine. Know, that's, I, fine. I that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I don't want to Go ahead. Two things. I wanted to sure. make th- sure this damn thing I got on my head worked, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's all this is a, a Bluetooth head, little Bluetooth headset, and I don't know if you can hear me very well or not. But it's fine, uh, loud and know, clear, okay. coming in loud and clear. It seems strange, Gary, that you would ask if I can hear you at the end of the conversation rather than at the beginning. But oh no, no, uh, I know, <laughs> I know, you, I know you. I, it's fine. Me, but I can't hear myself on the show, you know, so I don't know how it sounds. But I know you can hear me. I just didn't know if it was, uh, like, if it was bad sound, you know, real no, bad sound. No, it's fine. Or if it was. You sound, okay, you sound so, wonderful. Okay, so this wonderful. So for nine bucks, I won. Yeah, that's a great deal. We're winning. $9 <laughs> we're winning. The economy wins again. Nine, nine bucks. Yes, and the good people of China who who constructed this nine dollar headset of yours, thank you very much, Gary, for your investment. Uh, and <laughs> you, it, you bought somebody a bowl of rice today. Well could, done. The button and maybe blow the side of my head off any day with it. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I really don't know. True. Well, as long as it doesn't have Chinese <laughs> steel in it, as long as it doesn't have Chinese steel, you I'm should gonna be fine. Go, I'm going to let you go back to work, buddy. I really appreciate talking to you, and uh, and and we'll do call in you know, again. Calling again in learning, the future. Learning how to use, use this thing. And when something interesting happens, if it ever does, you know, I'll, I'll call and talk about it. Please do. Please <laughs> okay, do. Okay, take care, bud. Thanks, mate. Thanks for joining us. There he goes, Gary Vance. And we're going to go straight into our next guy here, as long as his microphone is unmuted. The one and only if you can hear me, giving him plenty of setup time. This is behind-the-scenes stuff. This is how you set up behind the scenes because I can see his little microphone icon is still muted. And then seamlessly, just like that, it became unmuted. So I'm now going to seamlessly seamlessly throw to my caller, Tom Chatelet. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing, Boogie? Good to be on the show tonight for this Very amazingly good. exciting event and deep dive into the beginning of conspiracy theories. Yes. Well, how do you think the, how do you, here's, here's a um, esoteric question for you, Tom. Did the Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy theory begin when Jeffrey Epstein was born? <laughs> well, no, it actually began a little before that. See, his mom used to work at KFC. <laughs> I know the lady, real nice. 
finger licking and good. And her aunt was a friend of my aunt. So, mm. I mean, yes. you know, it actually goes back deeper than that. It's real deep rabbit hole. Oh, yes. Yes. A very greasy, secret, secret herbs and spices type of... Jeffrey Epstein was actually killed to protect the KFC recipe. Hey, that's above your clearance level, Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Did, were you listening to the start? Do you think I'm way off track with my um, my propensity towards abandoning all hope at this point? Do you think I'm missing no, something? No, I think that's a good place to start. Um, that's where most people are going to end up anyways. So, I mean, it's a logical place to start. That's where I would start if I was you. Sure. But, no, I think... Uh, I think it's a good exercise in to, you know, again, like you said, nihilism, the black pill, Mm -hmm. you know, the American people at this point just have to be content with the fact they're not going to know the answers for everything. And sometimes that's going to be the most blatant answer they're going to get. Need to know basis stuff. Need to know basis. I guess so. I mean, I, uh, it's so funny too. It's the, 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 the conspiracy theory as soon as i once once epstein got arrested and you know then the memes were out and then it's you know i mean americans i think they just got to focus on uh focus on them doing them at this point yep so you think you know put it this way um like i said if jeffrey epstein was the key that unlocked the whole door if he was the center of this universe that we've been, well, that certain people on the internet have been discussing for the last at least three years, Tom. Um, and, you know, his, his suicide, his apparent suicide, I'll use the terms of the corporate press, the apparent suicide with irregularities. And don't worry, there's going to be an investigation, Tom, just so you know. Just going to put your mind well, at ease I mean, there. Here's the thing. With Mueller out and, and you know, with Brennan not working anymore there it's you know i don't really trust i don't really trust it you know because those mm-hmm. were the ones i if they, they were, were in the charge of it i know we'd yeah. get to the bottom of it <laughs> they you know, were with the comey guys. there yeah. for sure yeah. we would have got to the bottom of it oh yes well he has a dedication to the truth i mean he wrote a book about it right loyalty well i saw him tweet about it earlier too i mean yeah. you gotta trust that wow i mean if, if a guy tweets something then you know it's accurate hey they can't lie on the internet boogie everyone knows this twitter's always spot on twitter's spot on with everything Nobody's it's ever led anyone astray. Platform, okay? It's a spin-proof platform. Well, I mean, the, the sooner that we can get the fact-checkers in working at Twitter to start dispensing with, you know, uh, conspiracy theory and whatnot, I think the better off we'll all be, surely. Well, I mean, hey, free speech is overrated. Snopes. Yes. You know, I don't, I never, I never know a story's actually 100% on the level until the spot-on journalists at BuzzFeed Correct. tell me. Correct. That's, that's, that's right. So... Yeah, they, they these are your trusted sources, and you don't hey, you don't stray they outside. They went to three years of community college and studied gender studies. They know what they're talking about. Boogie. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and we need to. I mean, we need to put our faith in somebody. That is a natural condition of being a human being. Tom is that you know we need to look to a higher power. And since we've effectively and you know relatively killed God, uh, it may as well be Buzzfeed. It may as well be Snopes, right? Well, I mean, sure. It might as well be the guy who lives behind the Taco Bell that I live by. <laughs> People say he's crazy, you know, but they actually, just don't, they're know, not he listening. He might have been a veteran at some point. He probably does have some credibility as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And I mean, you I know. think a good, I think a good, and I think you brought it up and you framed it in the correct way in mm-hmm. that the best exercise that the American people could take out of this, and it's a good exercise for them to do, specifically your listeners, is Boogie's right. And wait a week and then try to talk about the story and watch what happens. I think some of the most revealing information, you know, I know, I know you, you say it can lead to the black pill, it can lead to some nihilism for sure on a lot of folks, but also it can be pretty liberating and uh, motivating. Uh, once you understand that the average mind of the Western person is so easily sidetracked that I could completely essentially wipe their memory in about a week um, mm-hmm. just by bombarding them with other information. Um, you know, that's a good lesson to take away. Absolutely. Absolutely, Tom. Um, <clears throat> like, we are just, we are so hooked on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I, like I raised the question earlier, uh, Donald Trump with the immigration announcement today. Like, really, are we are we so naive to think that this is all just part, you know, this was all just, you know, he was going to make this announcement anyway, it had nothing to do with the whole story about Epstein and stuff and, uh, you know, the DOJ and the Trump administration being shown in a bad light and people in the Trump base, in the Trump world, Tom, uh, getting a little upset that, you know, justice may not be getting done. Could that, am I, am I being too cynical? No, not necessarily. And I also think, too, that people need to realize, specifically when it comes to this, regardless of what you believe, whether you believe in Epstein Theory A or Epstein Theory B, that, you know, realistically, if you look at things objectively and geopolitically, some information is just uh, too incendiary. I mean, from a self-preservation standpoint, regardless of what theory you believe, Mm -hmm. some information is just too incendiary. Sure. And you're never going to know. You're never going to really know the truth until some classify until some files get declassified in 50 or 100 years, and then by then nobody's going to care. Well, and well, and then even then people still won't believe it, Tom. Even then people. Well, still of course, because you know the sources are definitely to be trusted for sure. They never they've never lied to us. So. Yep. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Quick plug for <laughs> your American Priority Conference, if you would. No. Yeah. Absolutely. AmericanPriority.com. Um, big headliners, obviously, right now, like you already were talking about. Don Jr.'s there. Um, we have Sarah Sanders, Charlie Kirk, Dinesh D'Souza, Robert Davi, uh, Rich Granville, John Matsey, the CEO of Parlor. Um, lots of things in the works there. Uh, lots of alternative viewpoints. We're going to be talking about AI, emerging tech, disruptive technology, social media, social media censorship. Some of the topics most people like immigration and second amendment those things also um, we're also going to have fun poker tournament golf tournament Fantastic. benefiting walkaway foundation um american kink foundation believe.org lots of big things happening there and Coke tickets party. are right now on sale Coke. for 45 dollars party in the penthouse will in that be fact, part of the festivities or which one coke party in the penthouse will that be happening or have I been led astray? I can no, neither confirm nor deny <laughs> the existence of said Coke party. That's, okay. I guess you just have to that, be there. You know, I don't, <laughs> I'm just a guy, Boogie. I don't know. I mean, guy. who knows? Um, but <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, um, 
The other thing is for Florida residents, if you're in Florida, you can literally you get you get a discount for being a Florida resident because the event is in Florida. Yep. So literally, it's forty five dollars plus a discount. Florida residents can register and get in for twenty dollars at this point. There you go. There you go. So and you have to jump you on have in, to, folks. You have to prove you're a Florida resident by showing up uh, half naked with a black eye and uh, methamphetamine stuffed inside your anus. <laughs> Is that you know. Right? You know, uh, you always have a way of putting it boogie in which in no way, shape, or form is going to put me in an uncomfortable position later. I love it. Um, (laughs) You know, it's always fun. It's always fun explaining PR to folks. I love it. It's amazing. Um, It's good to be on this side of the fence, throwing the barbs (laughs) instead of having to deflect them. I'll I'll, I'll grant you that. I'm like, well, you know. It's very liberating. yeah, I uh, I can't confirm or deny that. No comment. Um, I don't know what you mean. Uh, I don't even know who you are. How where I am I right now? I thought, yeah. is this Domino's? I was just trying to order a pizza. Fantastic uh, stuff. No, but, so that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Everyone come down, check it out, and uh, get your tickets. They're going fast. We're going to sell the venue out. Beautiful. So jump and well in done. while you can. You've been doing a lot of work on that, Tom, and uh, I support you in your endeavors, sir, and I hope everything works out according to plan, which, of course, it never does when you're doing these kinds of live events. So I hope that your obstacles are minimal at best. How about that? Oh, it's fun. It's a fun project. I know at this point it seems like at least a couple of your listeners are going to be coming because I was just talking to them a couple of days ago. A little meet and greet, perhaps. With the great man. Absolutely. So you will have you will have some of your viewers and listeners probably reporting from uh, the event, maybe even. On the ground. On the ground reporting. Fantastic stuff. Absolutely. So they can see how um, not drug-fueled Florida residents are. <laughs> and also that there is no illicit parties taking place in any penthouses anywhere, probably at all. So. Never. Never. And if there yeah, were, if there were phones are happened, not allowed. By the way, it's Florida. Nothing happens in Florida, specifically Miami. That's not even unlike Miami at all. I mean, that's correct. That's Miami is a straight-laced area, you know. So. Well, of course, yeah. And uh, Jeffrey Epstein, very big in Miami too. Just no one knew what you're talking way. about. Not uh, Who's Domino's. Domino's, can I take your yeah, order? Exactly. Exactly. What? I'm confused. I'm not sure. Also, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Como. Um, if you want to have a more popular career and a more successful career, you should DM me because right now is a very good time in which you could boost your status among your very high level CNN cohorts. Oh, absolutely. What, are you fucking talking so- to me, you punk? Huh? I'll fucking throw oh, you down the stairs, huh? He could capitalize huh? on the situation so much right now if he wanted to. If it was, like, literally, if it was me, I could, like, come on, Chris. Just hit me up. My DMs are open. Yep. Just, I'll give you I'll give you some free career advice, and you'll be the most popular host on CNN tomorrow. Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let's change embrace it. this meme. You got it. I don't want to see uh, let's get after it. I don't want that, the hashtag. I don't, that shouldn't be the call sign of Chris's show anymore. It should be, are you fucking talking to me? That should be the name of his show from now on. No, I'll push you down some stairs. Push like you down that. some stairs. I'll, I'll, I'll push, ruin push, you. Chris I'll Cuomo, wreck you. I'll push you down some stairs. Okay, it's like, welcome to Chris Cuomo. Let's wreck some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if that was the case, I'd be a listener. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Come on, Chris, let's do it. 
Oh, yeah. Donald Trump, he said he was going to wreck some shit, but I'll ruin this punk bitch. I tell you. <laughs> I'll give right. you free consulting, Chris. Just DM me, please. DM Tom Shadley at Tom Shadley on Twitter, uh, organizing the American Priority Conference, October 12 to 14. Tom, thank you for joining us once again, sir. Absolutely. It's an absolute and pleasure. everyone, everyone that's listening and watching right now, go to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper and support your best, most favorite content creator on this platform. Actually, many platforms, actually. So, many platforms. Go do it. Otherwise, you're not a legitimate human being. I like that. I like that. Put the pressure on, Tom. Nothing like the hard sale. Well, you just rule with fear, man. Rule with fear. Just go with just go with the government strategy. Just well, it's a very powerful motivator. Very powerful motivator. Hey. Don't you worry. There'll the be a full investigation. You, I'm trying to help. <laughs> There'll be a full investigation. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. We'll get the truth eventually. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, brother. Thank you, Tom. Ladies and gentlemen, there he goes. Tom Chatelet, the great man. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to roll right into our next caller. It's good to three calls back to back. Thank you so much for supporting the show, ladies and gentlemen. Ben K. Veritas, are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. Good to, good to hear from you. Thank you for joining us. What do you make of all this Epstein stuff? Have I swallowed the black pill too early? Have I pissed off a, enough of my audience yet? Or should I continue to batter them uh, relentlessly and without mercy? Oh, you know the you know the option I would choose: relentless. Relentless, um, no mercy. It, your audience can handle any, especially the audience members that have been with you since the 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 dark half of your shows. Yes, <laughs> yes, the rabbit hole uh, half. We can handle just we can handle it. Well, but, that's, um, that's reassuring because if they can't, my audience is too small to recover. You realize. And then it'll just be me and you. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a handful of people that'll never leave. It's the ones you started with, right? <laughs> that's it. Well, that's right. In times of trouble, you know who you can count on. Right. But you said something earlier that um, that's kind of that's why I called in. I was actually painting at the time. I was doing some trim and mm -hmm. and you started my brain rolling when you said it doesn't matter what facts are presented it doesn't matter what truth is presented there's always going to be arguments about it Correct. and you were totally right it it really doesn't matter what's presented uh, especially you know there's two ways to start a conspiracy theory um one you can leave enough doubt for people to make their own conclusions or two you can leave none <laughs> and they just won't believe it anyway. That's very good. <laughs> That's very insightful. But, um, it just brought me back to what it reminded me of is the, my favorite debate ever was between Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris, two of mm. the most brilliant people on earth. And their, their first debate, I don't know if you've heard it. If I was, uh, if I knew we were going to go down this road, I would have listened think, to it like I a think, fourth. I think I know the one you're referring to. That's the one where they debated what is truth for about an hour and 45 minutes. Is that right? <laughs> is that the one? Exactly. Exactly. It's you, you put two people who are really eloquent with words and they know all of the, the methods they used their best against each other and they still couldn't agree. Mm. And these are the smartest people that have their own following 
their followings turn to them to find truth. That's right. And then when they go to head to head, nobody wins. And their audiences are just looking at each other like, well, what happened? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, where's the truth at? Everybody loses. <laughs> Everybody loses in the end. Right. So I would have, I would have clipped or, or sent that in maybe the, the best section of that. Cause I went back at, at first, I was like a little bit frustrated with the results of that. Cause there was really none. Sure. It was a lot of back and forth and they weren't really connecting because they couldn't drop their guard and actually agree on anything. Right. But, um, so I'll probably go back to that again. Cause I haven't listened to that in, over a year and a half or a year or whenever it came out, it was still pretty new when I saw it, but I listened to it like three times and I gained more of an appreciation for it. The second and third time, the first time I was just bewildered, mm -hmm. but it's, it's true that it doesn't matter what somebody's presented with. You have to, in order to figure out what this world is that you're looking at, you have to be able to, to see something tangible you have to have you basically just have to choose something that you believe to be true and then you can see how the pieces fit together but you have to select it even if it's false yep and people's and choice then manifests that truth uh sometimes into reality because if you believe a certain thing to be true then you're going to act a certain way according to that belief right and then does that then mean that uh, the belief is true because you acted a certain way? Do you see my point here? So if there's a whole bunch of people um, who are saying that, you know, a certain theory is correct and that everything that's happening in the world is falling within that theory and they're acting in a certain way in order to manifest that theory into reality, does that, is it just as, what's the point in even arguing whether the theory is real or not at that point? Because now we're just talking about actions. Right. And and I think it's to a point, it's kind of like what Congress does. You're, they're not going to ever agree. They're, they might compromise just out of being pinned, pinned into a corner. <clears throat> they might shake hands and make a compromise that they both hate. And that's usually bad for us when they compromise. Hmm. But that's exactly what, I mean, you have to, in order to see puzzle pieces to be able to put a picture together of what this existence is the puzzle pieces have to stop changing shape you know <laughs> so once once you're like you you see a shape that looks like it'll fit and then the next time you look at it it's a different shape and it won't fit anymore and that's what people do they when once you start making a point then people break down actually the words that you're using and the definitions and it's like you'll never get anywhere if if you're so hypercritical and you won't accept anything. And on the other hand, you're never going to get anywhere if you accept everything and never criticize anything. Sure. So it's moderation. Well, you've heard that old saying, haven't you, that if uh, man were a triangle, then God would have three sides, right? What was that? If, if man were a triangle, then God would have three sides. And so the, re the reason I say that <laughs> The reason I say that is you say, well, if, you, if you're going to figure out how the puzzle pieces fit together, then the puzzle pieces have to stop changing. Well, if we're dealing with intangibles, then arguably it's us that changes. Because as, as things happen to us and shape our perspective and shape our cognitive environment, uh, that arguably is what changes the way we 
uh, perceive information, right? Rather than the information itself changing. Because you can give, like I said, with the Jim Acosta thing, right? You can give somebody a film clip of Jim Acosta grabbing a woman, an aide by the arm to stop her, well, batting her arm away, pardon me, batting her arm away so he can keep holding the microphone and show it to people and they'll say, no, it didn't happen. It's not what you're describing. And you'll say, well, it's right there in front of you. You can see it. And, and, you know, it just doesn't, it's not real to them. They don't see it that way. So, you know, with the Epstein stuff and, and you know, and all, oh, there's going to be an investigation. Don't worry. Don't worry, guys. Next week. There's going to be something happening. See, you could you could take it two ways. You could have the opinion that uh, things are happening, investigations are happening, and there's all of this you know undercurrent of stuff. But then another person could quite simply look there and say, "Well, I don't see anything. Well, what the hell are you talking about? All I see is a dead pedophile in a jail cell. Like, what 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 am I missing here? Right? Right. And and history is the same way. There's a lot of uh, history skeptics that if you you can just go back through the list of every event that's shaped our country that is written down in any kind of way that's taught i mean there's people that criticize or or are skeptical of history the ones that are the extreme end of skepticism have an alternative story for almost every single event whether sure. it's 9-11 or the vietnam war iran iraq um you know, going back to World War II, how everything was designed and none of it's real mm-hmm. or all of it's real. And right. the way I see it is like, if you're trying to find truth, you're never, you're never going to have it because the point of having it is to share it. Right. So if you can't share it and get somebody to agree with you, you might as well just keep going towards it. If, if that, if truth is what you want, then just keep moving towards truth. Well, you're never going to say that you have it all. That can get you locked up and cast as a crazy person. That's where the Cassandra complex comes from. Cassandra being the, um, the woman in the story of Troy, right? You know, the Trojan horse. So she knew that you're not familiar with that story. Not familiar with the, the complex uh, or, or, or. Am I? Well, so she knew that there were people, she knew that there were soldiers hiding in the horse and they dragged the horse in and she was running around telling everybody, you you can't bring this horse in. There's people inside the horse. They're going to kill us all. And they said that she was a crazy person and locked her up in a, in a prison cell. And then of course that night, all the people came out of the horse and laid waste everybody. And it's called the Cassandra complex. It's knowing the future, but being powerless to stop it. So maybe maybe the point is now, maybe cynicism needs to get to a point where everybody, maybe this is the whole point. Just thinking on the fly here, let me bounce this off you. Maybe this is the whole point of the information apocalypse that we're dealing with. Maybe maybe this is the whole point of people saying, oh, there's a cabal and oh, don't worry, people are investigating and then constantly being slapped down. Maybe this is the point of the constant misinformation and constant theorizing and constant forecasting is that it will eventually wear everybody out so they eventually just want to be plugged back into the matrix where they believe everything they're told again. And then it's happy little, and it's like, well, you know what? We can either go around questioning everything and going slowly insane, or I can get back to my beer and my football. And when the government says they're doing something, I happily believe them and go along my way and pay my fucking taxes. Maybe that's the point of all this. 
Maybe this is all just one well, big grand psyop and there are no different sides. Maybe there's just one side and that one side is screwing you from two different angles. Yeah. Are we allowed to consider that? That's true. It, it might cut down on some people's stress levels, but well, people I think a lot up. of this is being driven. A lot Maybe of, people a lot up. of people's skepticism is being driven by feeling like they're being attacked by every direction, whether it's their bills, the IRS, the, you know, wages that basically just slip right through your fingers before you get home. Um, that's actually nationwide. It, there, it's causing people to, to question everything. Like, why is, why is society like this? Who's, whose fault is this? And um, that's becoming a, a pretty mainstream question. There's a lot of people who are questioning who's in charge here. And I think um, just to get off of the, well, actually to parallel um, what truth is, I think um, the way it was written, the way it was meant when they wrote a more perfect union is kind of the same thing. It's, you're never going to actually have it. Your job isn't going to be done. It's going to keep, it's going to stay at the horizon. Yep. So, which is why, which is one reason, Ben, why I push back against the utopian, I believe the utopian idea that eventually we'll get to a point where all of society is in agreement of what, who the bad guys are and who the good guys are. And there is a, you know, an operation in place to make everybody slowly understand who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. And then one day we'll all stand arm in arm in the light together, knowing what the good guys are and who the bad guys are and how we're supposed to live our life. That's utopianism. That is you. That is potentially dangerous utopianism as all utopianism is because once, of course we know definitionally once we get to utopia, it ceases to exist. That's true. That's true. Utopia for for one side could be somebody else's hell. Mm -hmm. Well, exactly. What do you do with the people who don't agree on who the good guys are and the bad guys are? What do we do with them? Well, well, they're just wrong, right? Well, are they? They're potentially <laughs> problematic. They're potentially problematic in a world where everybody's supposed to agree on who the good guys are and who the bad guys are, right? So yeah, that's. Well, proceed with caution. You know, just keep pushing. Just keep, keep pushing. pushing forward. Watch your step. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing about nobody. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling in, Ben. It's always a pleasure. Do call in again in the future, sir, yeah. if you would. Will do. Thank you. Thank you very much. There he goes. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben K. Veritas. Um, I'll do a couple more videos here. We've been going a bit over time. I'll do a couple more clips. And then a couple of articles. If anyone else wants to jump on and have their say, then please do before the end of the show. Jump in the waiting room on the Discord and we'll get you on. Thank you so much to our callers, uh, Gary Vance, Tom Chatelet, and the great Ben K. Veritas. Uh, unfounded conspiracy theories flourish online over Epstein's death. This is from your friends at the corporate press, MSNBC, who would never, ever lie to you. Welcome back to Velshine Rule. Jeffrey Epstein's apparent suicide quickly led to a flood of conspiracy <laughs> theories online. In efforts Does anybody else see the asinine nature of the presentation here? 
They can't even say that it was a suicide. They have to call it. Everybody's calling it an apparent suicide, right? So they can't even say themselves, the authoritative news sources, the real news, ladies and gentlemen, that people who would never engage in conspiracy theory in the very premise that they are presenting to their audience cannot confirm or disconfirm that a suicide took place. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about how conspiracy theories start online, let's start with the so-called authoritative news sources not being able to confirm the thing that they're saying. <laughs> how about that? That might be a good place to start. You know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of wacky conspiracy theories about this apparent alleged suicide with irregularities. <laughs> like, I don't know why that is. Where the hell would these conspiracy theories come from? I've got no idea. To paint a different picture of how the sex offender actually died. How to paint a different picture? How about a picture? You don't even know if it was a suicide or not. <laughs> people, you know, you know, there's some dangerous people online that are trying to paint a different picture about how Jeffrey Epstein died in his apparent suicide. <laughs> No, don't worry about a different picture. How about a picture? Because right now, you don't even know if there was a canvas and a brush or not. Apparently there was. That's the best we can do. That's the best we got. Apparently. Allegedly. Apparent. Hashtags linking powerful figures like President Trump and the Clinton family to Epstein's death trended over the weekend. Even the president himself ah. retweeted a conspiracy video yep. about Epstein and the Clintons, mm. despite the fact that no evidence of foul play has emerged. <laughs> there's no evidence of anything. <laughs> you know how we know that there's no evidence of anything? Because you don't even know if it was a suicide or not. You said it's an apparent suicide. There's no evidence. <laughs> There's no evidence of this conspiracy theory. There's no evidence of your theory either. Joining me now, NBC legal analyst, my friend Danny. Here we go. Samalis. My friend Danny, Danny. We have heard from a... My friend Danny? <laughs> Did you hear that? Joining us now, MSNBC legal analyst, my friend Danny. <laughs> I need to get myself a... I need to get myself a legal analyst friend. Uh, Danny, if you want to call in... Danny, we need a legal analyst... Please. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend Danny is here to talk about why this conspiracy theory stuff needs to stop. You see, legal analyst, my friend Danny Savalas. Danny, we have heard from <laughs> Attorney General Bill Barr saying he is appalled, he is outraged, action must... It's like she didn't even remember his last name. My friend Danny Savalas. That's it. Someone got in her ear. Savalas, Savalas. ...must be taken. He would be the person in charge of said action being taken. So do we know about any formal investigation around, uh, surrounding how this happened, meaning how, oh, as yes. in Epstein's death? Corrections officials have to conduct an investigation because, believe it or not, Stephanie, they can expect that Epstein's estate or his, uh, the folks left behind will bring a lawsuit against prison officials or jail <laughs> officials for allowing his suicide to happen. Now... The ultimate twist of irony. Now, if 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 you ever needed more encouragement to take the black pill, this is going to be it. Now, I'm not saying this is definitely going to happen, but if it does happen, this I think will be enough for a lot of people to just delete their Twitter accounts and give up. And like, go, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. I'm just going to go back to sports. I'm just going to go back to watching football and having barbecues on the weekend.
you know, you, you might be one of these people who have been following, you've had your nose so far up, you know, this deep state stuff for so long, you've, you might have lost all of your friends by now. <laughs> you might be all alone in a sea of disinformation online. People don't invite you to parties anymore because all you want to talk about is the deep state and Jeffrey Epstein and the cabal, right? And if if Jeffrey Epstein's family sues the government for him committing suicide and wins millions of dollars for it, <laughs> that might be the moment. That might be the time where these people who have been, you know, so far into this stuff for the last few years that they don't get invited to parties anymore, that might be the thing that makes them go, okay, alt, delete, I'm out, out. Start calling up your friends saying, I'm sorry, I, I, who's playing on the weekend? The Chiefs, great. Do they still suck? Excellent. Nothing has changed. I can go back to where I was. I can, I can slip right back into the matrix, plug me back in. I know the steak isn't real, but it tastes juicy and delicious. I want to taste the steak again. <laughs> I want it to happen. I want that. I, I that's it. I'm done. I want Jeffrey Epstein's family to sue the state of New York for allowing him to commit suicide, and I want to see them on TV with their lawyer saying, "Yes, well, we're very happy with uh, the result today. It was a great travesty of justice that Jeffrey Epstein, who always claimed that he wasn't guilty, it's a travesty that he wasn't allowed to go to court and argue his case of his innocence, and we feel that the state of New York let an innocent man die on." fairly and we as the estate holders of Jeffrey Epstein's estate accept the payment of 100 million dollars and we're now going to go back to uh, pedophile island and enjoy the rest of our life thank you very much okay no more questions <laughs> you know you know my friend Jeffrey always said that he was innocent so uh, it's good to see that justice was done and the state, the state of New York knows that, you know, they did the wrong thing here, allowing an innocent man to die. <laughs> and we will now be pursuing legal avenues against all of his accusers who have obviously made a mistake. Or, you know, it's wrong identity or something. So we're going to be pursuing those avenues. We're also going to sue Donald Trump, who uh, unfairly tweeted conspiracy theories about my friend Jeffrey. <laughs> if that happens... That might be that might be the moment where people say, "Okay, Twitter, delete; Facebook, delete. Pick up a bottle of wine and call your friend who you haven't spoken to for three years, who just wants to talk to you about hockey or baseball or something." That might be the time. Prisons and jails are not automatically liable for a, a, a um, an inmate suicide, but. Constitutionally, they have a 14th Amendment right to mental health care, including protection from suicide. And if they are, the magic words are deliberately indifferent to a known oh risk that a, an inmate will commit suicide, oh they boy. can actually be civilly liable. So ah. <laughs> if, this, if this happens, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God, let it happen. Please let it happen. Somebody needs to defend the honor of Jeffrey Epstein in court. <laughs>
That's why the investigation, the internal investigation, is so critical in this case. Yeah. Many people are concerned that the investigation around Epstein's wrongdoing, uh, the conspiracy around that, and the co-conspirators, they worry that, that that's going to die away. But will it really? Because the reason, one of the reasons the public has cared so much about this is about the sweetheart deal he got in Florida, about this idea that the richest, most powerful people are allowed to not follow the law. His death and the fact that it was allowed to happen puts more scrutiny on that same argument. The criminal investigation and prosecution of Jeffrey Epstein himself ends with his death. But almost nothing else ends in terms of civil cases or other criminal investigations of other people in his circle. Now, including including the family of Jeffrey Epstein, who quite rightly should sue the state of New York for allowing this uh, man who has always professed his innocence to commit for putting him under undue stress for putting him in a in a facility without the proper mental health care that they are obliged to provide. <laughs> I can't. That's it. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Somebody think of the real victims here. Jeffrey Epstein's friends and family who who knew we knew he was innocent all along <laughs> he has been denied his opportunity to argue his innocence in court god please let it happen please let it happen all right ah let's one more story here nobody else wants to jump on a line so I'll let's end it with one more story here um we usually do Florida man stuff, but I've come across a couple of Australian man stories of late and I want to balance it up because, you know, I feel bad for our Florida comrades who feel like I'm always punching them in the nose relentlessly without mercy, uh, unfairly. They're like, hey, there's crazy people everywhere. Why are you always focusing on Florida? It's like, okay, because it's funny. That's why. So I thought I'd give you um, an Australian man story. A burglar who broke into a bottle shop, which is what we call a liquor store here, and uh, couldn't discover a way out of the bottle shop once he broke in, so he decided to just go on a drunken rampage in the bottle shop in the liquor store instead. So. He took the phrase open bar to the extreme. A not-so-smooth criminal has been caught on camera. In fact, 16 cameras breaking into a pub and helping himself to everything in sight. <laughs> the only problem, once he got in, he couldn't get out. This is... From the this is a very Australian story. He broke in or fell in. The stage oh, was set for the well. not-so-perfect crime. The bottle shop was just far too tempting. And like a kid in a lolly shop, the thirsty bandit couldn't help himself. Thirsty bandit. One bottle with the whistle Straight and down he was the off gullet. and running. Look at that. He lost his shirt but <laughs> found another bottle. <laughs> So one bottle of whiskey goes straight down the gullet in a matter of seconds. Next time we see uh, this burglar, he's got his shirt ripped off. He's in the office. He's walking around with a bottle. And in between drinks, he stacked his shopping trolley <laughs> with his favourite beverages. He was then ready for home. But if getting in seemed easy, getting out was a whole new ballgame. Oh, no. As he helped himself to a packet of chips, he realised the roller doors wouldn't budge. The bungling bandit suddenly became the boozed-up burglar. Forget about getting out, staying upright was his biggest challenge. He tried everything, 
even a fire extinguisher. Maybe if I, maybe if I let the fire extinguisher off, a door might magically open and I can escape down the road with my shopping cart full of booze. The man then headed to the bar to take out his frustrations, <laughs> hurling stools and knocking over other furniture. See, why is he shirtless? Because he's drinking, bro. He's having a good time. <laughs> it's probably hot in there. You know what's good for that, beer. <laughs> you would think that if you were going to rob a place, more important than having a way in is probably a way out. You know, I've I've seen a lot of um, robbery movies, heist movies, one of my favourite genres. And to be fair, they tend to spend more time on the getaway than they do the getting in. So I think this was part of the planning process that this young gentleman uh, must have overlooked on this occasion. It was thirsty and tiring work, and when it was done, the pool table was hard ah. to resist. Police were eventually <laughs> alerted to the one-man party by a neighbour, and the hangover had just begun. Oh. When the police got here... If, if you can't see, he's actually wearing he's actually wearing a baseball cap. You can see there, it's got the bottle O on it. So he's wearing a baseball cap that the bottle shop sells as merchandise. <laughs> Hey, that's a, hey, that's a nice-looking fucking hat, mate. Yeah, look at that. Looking good. Looking good. Help yourself to a cap. <laughs> Got here. All I could hear was cries from inside, let me out, let me out. <laughs> the 29-year-old was quickly rounded up by officers and charged, leaving the publican to clean up oh. after his epic bender. He's gone through and destroyed everything. Smashed, I think it's about seven windows, bottles are everywhere. The burglar is expected to be hit with the $50,000 damage bill, a high price to pay Which you'll never to pay. become Perth's dumbest criminal. Damien Ryan, Nine News. There you go. <laughs> it is free advertising. So he's going to get a $50,000 fine. Which... I would suspect if he's breaking into bottle shops in the middle of the night, drinking free whiskey and stealing baseball caps that they sell behind the counter, he's probably never going to pay. Or it'll be one of those things where he pays like a dollar a week for the next 50 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? 500 years. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I appreciate your conversation. Thank you so much to the callers who called in. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to force me to break into a bottle shop, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. I'll be back tomorrow night at 11 p.m. sharp once again for another episode. Until then, guys, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye.